I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. I am going to be teaching or ministering on the subject of hungry for God. And basically what I'm going to be talking about is the baptism in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking with other tongues. Now you may be a believer and you are already filled with the Holy Spirit and you already speak with other tongues. Well, that's really good. So what I would encourage you to do is to listen to this teaching so that I can give you line upon line upon line upon line, write all the scriptures down in the order that I give them. And that way you are in a position to minister to those who are coming into the kingdom of God. I believe in this time and in this new awakening that's taking place in the earth. You know, what the enemy has meant for the evil, God said, I'm going to turn it around for the good. I believe we're coming into a great harvest. A lot of souls are going to be saved. So if you're already filled with the Holy Spirit, you already speak with other tongues, I would just, again, encourage you to take notes, just write one scripture after the next, after the next, in the order that I give them, and you will be in a position to minister to others the things that you have learned about the baptism of the Holy Spirit with speaking in other tongues. I know that there's many people that are listening right now that you are hungry for God, you want more of God, some um, know what they need and some people don't know what they need. And that's what we're going to talk about today is possibly you may need to be filled with the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking with other tongues. And that's what you're searching for. What prompted me to share this word is number one, the Holy Spirit kept prompting me and prompting me and prompting me and telling me that we needed to share this particular subject right now, this week. It's an important subject. I believe there's people that are going to be listening that have never heard this word, people that have never heard of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, people who have never spoken in other tongues, and it's going to be something fresh and new for you. Number two, uh, after my church had their live stream, their church service, Crossroads Worship Center live stream, what came down the newsfeed right after my church ended their live stream was Believe it or not, Dr. Phil. And Dr. Phil had a very compassionate heart and he was sharing with the people and he was in his kitchen and he said something that really, really prompted me in my spirit that I needed to share this word with you. He said, he said I want to give you tools to help empower you in this time. And I felt like the Lord was saying, we need this tool, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking with other tongues right now in this time and in this season, because the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking with other tongues is, is, a, is a tool. It is a weapon of our warfare, and we're going to get into it. It strengthens us. It helps us. It brings us into a whole new dimension with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a separate experience from the new birth. Just to give you my own brief testimony, I was raised a Catholic my whole entire life. 
I loved being Catholic. I loved going to church every single morning. I went to Catholic school for several years and I loved going to church. I loved God with all of my heart, all of my soul and all of my strength. I used to have an altar in my room. I used to look up into the sky and I wanted to see God's face. I was always hungry and thirsty for God and the things of God. And then as time went on, as I became a teenager, what happened to me is what I believe the book of Romans uh, says, sin revived and I died. In other words, when a child is born into this world, the child is already alive unto God, connected to, to God. But when that age of accountability comes, it, it comes with it um, conscience. And I remember the day that I decided I wasn't going to totally follow God or follow after him. I was going to turn aside and I was going to go my own way and do my own thing. When I was a teenager, I don't know, I guess it was maybe 15 or 16 years old. For me, that was the age of accountability. So I felt, you know, uh, on the inside, I sensed that I had a disconnect from the Lord, a disconnect from God, that intimacy that I had with him as a child and that oneness that I had with him as a child was no longer there. So there began my journey of where is God? I want to know God. How do I get to God? When I would go to church, I would see Jesus on the cross. He was up there on the cross. And that was my visual every single time I went to church. And so Nobody ever told me that the way to get to the Father was through the Son. That if I would confess Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, I would be saved. I would be born again. Nobody ever told me. I never heard the truth of the full gospel of Jesus Christ. I was taught many things that were good things, especially holiness and devotion and dedication. But I was never taught salvation by accepting Jesus Christ into my heart. I always viewed him as the, the Jesus that was on the cross and he was he died for me. But why did he die for me? Why did he die for me? Well, we know that he died because he was the lamb that was slain to take away the sins of the world that God laid on him, the iniquity of us all. And that because Jesus was that final sacrifice, now, when we accept that sacrifice and believe that he was the final lamb that was slain, we are what the Bible says, born again. So nobody ever told me this. So I began this hunger for and search for God. And I would go into my room and 829 North President, Wheaton, Illinois. And I would go up into my bedroom and I would just at night. After being out with my friends, I would sit on my bed and I would just cry out to God. Basically, I didn't even know it. It was like Psalm 63, like David. I would cry out to him and I'd say, Lord, I, I just want to know you. I just, how do I connect with you? You know, I hunger for you. I long for you. I feel dry. I feel thirsty. How do I get to you? And after doing this for about a solid year, a solid year, I one night was in my room. I'll never forget it as long as I live. And I was in my room. I was about 18 and a half years old and I'm sitting on my bed and I heard for the first time the authoritative or the audible voice of God, the father. And I heard it right here in my inner man, in my core. And I heard the, the father say to me, only believe. 
only, he said it once, only believe. I kept saying, what do I have to do to be saved? What do I have to do to be saved? What do I have to do to be saved? And all he said to me was two simple words, only believe. And I remember that day I said, I believe. I didn't pray some fancy prayer. I wasn't with a group of people, but I believe. I said, Lord, I believe, I believe. And something activated in my heart and I literally felt like now I know what the Bible says, but I literally felt like I was the, the, the darkness was taken up off of me. And I felt the love of God, the love of the father being poured into me. And I felt like I had returned to the God of my father. You know, that old song, some of you know this that Kenneth Copeland used to sing, I have returned to the uh, to my father, you know that song? I felt like I had returned to my father, the same God that I knew when I was a child. So I, I did not know it, but I was taken out of one kingdom and transplanted into another kingdom, kingdom of darkness, and I came into the kingdom of his dear son. I was what 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 23 says, I was a new creation in Christ Jesus, all things passed away, all things became new. And so I remember going to sleep that night and I just remember just being so peaceful and free and happy. And I just had that connection with God and I was fulfilled and that hunger in my heart was just filled. I was complete. I felt what I had been looking for and searching for had finally happened to me. So I went to sleep that night. I woke up the next day and I remember telling my mother, because my mother was very involved in the, in the Catholic charismatic movement and very involved with another a friend who was a pastor and they had been, believe it or not, praying for me. And I told her that something had happened to me. Something had changed. I, I felt different. I felt free. I didn't know I had been born again. And I don't even know if my mother knew that I had been born again. So I carried that with me, that what understanding that something had changed for about two weeks. And I connected with a pastor in our region and he told me about this little church in another um, suburb of Illinois where I live. So me and my girlfriend, I can't remember how we met, but we decided to go to this church. And at that time, some of you will remember this, it was like a shepherding church. It was the shepherding movement was, was really big in that time. And we went to this church, went to this building. And when her and I walked in, we walked into a, a meeting like I had never been involved with before. They were worshiping God with guitars and all kinds of instruments and they were singing and you could just feel the love and you could feel the love of the father and the freshness of the presence that was in that room. And then at one point, what happened was they all began to sing in this language I had never heard before in my life never heard it before been in church all my life never heard it before and what i found out later is that they were all singing with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance and they were doing is acts chapter 2 verse 5 they were worshiping him and and magnifying him not in their own language but in the language of heaven and they were speaking of the wonderful works of god what they couldn't express in their known language they were saying in a heavenly language and I remember sitting there with my friend and I, and, I, and I said to her, what is that? And she said, I don't know. I said, well, I want that. So we waited till the service was over and we went up to the leadership 
And the two of us said to them, we don't know what that was, but we want it. And I remember one of the leaders saying, we had a feeling you were gonna want it. And so they put me and my friend down and we sat down and they, they, they sat with us in these chairs. And, and this is what I didn't, didn't really particularly like. They didn't lead us in a prayer of salvation to make sure we were born again. They immediately asked God, asked Jesus, the Holy Spirit, to baptize us with the Holy Spirit. There was no instruction, no teaching, nothing. And so I remember, now thankfully I was already born again, so that wasn't an issue. But I remember when they prayed that prayer, the presence, that presence that I felt in my bedroom came all upon me. And not only that, I had a, a, a sense or an urgency or a feeling, whatever you want to call it, of a bubbling up, something up on the inside of me wanted to come up and come out of my mouth and have expression. I was trying to think, 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 think. What is this? What is this? What do I say? What do I say? What do I say? Nobody told me what to do or how to do it or any instruction or what was happening. I just knew the experience that I was having. And so to make a long story short, I did not release my prayer language during that prayer time. My girlfriend did. She had like a song under her breath in the spirit and she was singing under her breath in the spirit. But I, at that moment, did not release my prayer language. So when I got in the car and got by myself and held, held onto the steering wheel, I just went ahead and I just began to release the, the words or the unction that I had in my heart and the thing that I wanted to say to God. And it was tongues, it was speaking in tongues, it was praying in the spirit. The word of God has different ways of, of, of expressing what this prayer language is. And so I released my prayer language and I began to speak with other tongues. And ever since that day, you know, just like Jesus said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, I'm with you always. The same holds true with the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, with speaking in other tongues. Once you've received this experience, this experience is lives and abides with you forever. Just by an act of your will, you can release your prayer language. So that's what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And like I said, those of you that already are filled, take notes because God, I know it in my heart. In this movement that we've entered into, God is gonna want to use you to minister the baptism of the Holy Spirit that he's going to bring into your life and across your path because there is rising within the world today a God hunger, a hunger for God. And what we need is not only salvation, but we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is what one of the tools that we need that will empower us to live in the time and in the season that we live in. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking with other tongues, first of all, is separate from the new birth. And we find in the book of Joel, the Old Testament promise, and I'm gonna go ahead and read several scriptures and then I'm going to pray with you. It says in Joel chapter 2, verse 28 through 29, in the Old Testament, we see that the Holy Spirit is promised. And the book of Joel says, It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. 
Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And also on my men's servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out of my spirit in those days. This Joel was talking about the Holy Spirit that was going to be poured out, and we'll read the scriptures at the birth of the church age. Now, in the Old Covenant or the Old Testament, whatever you want to call the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, the Holy Spirit used to come upon the prophets, the priests, and the kings. He never lived on the inside of them. So for those of us under the New Testament, the Holy Spirit being poured out, he's not only poured into our hearts that causes us to be new creations in Christ, but he can also be poured out upon us. And what's coming to me as I share this with you is this. There is no junior Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that baptized you as an adult or baptized me at 19 years old is the same Holy Spirit that will baptize a child in the, in the, in the Holy Ghost. When my kids were little, all three of them, I would lay hands on them and do story time with them and, and we would pray and I prayed for them to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit as little children. When we, when we, we didn't know it, but back in the eighties, we were in a major move of God. We didn't even know what we had, but the Holy Spirit was being poured out and there was this freshness and this newness. And I can remember um, being in this four square church and, and, and having children come up for prayer and children falling out under the power of God and kids were having visions of Jesus and they are, some of them were speaking in tongues. So there's no junior Holy Spirit. So let's not limit the Holy Spirit to just adults. I think while all of us are quarantined in our homes, I think this is a great opportunity for you to minister to your children, minister the baptism of the Holy Spirit, get them all born again, get them all speaking with other tongues, okay? So the Holy Spirit was promised in the book of Joel. Again, if you could please share this on your wall, I'd appreciate it. I know that there's people that, that need to hear this message. God is out to reach the unchurched, he's out to reach the lost, and he's out to reach those who are church, who are hungry for God. So please share this on your wall. Um, now, Jesus promised the coming of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the necessity of this experience. Jesus, I, I looked it up and I couldn't find it exactly, but Jesus spoke often of the Holy Spirit and his coming, and that's not our subject. But he talked a lot about the Holy Spirit. And one thing that he emphasized in, in some of his teachings, he talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and what was going to happen. And we find that and write this next scripture down in John chapter 7, verse 37. On that last day, the great day of the feast, verse 37, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. How many of you are thirsty for God? How many of you are hungry for God? I know for those two weeks when I was saved and not yet filled with the Holy Spirit, I, I had this fulfillment, but I felt like something was still missing and I did not know what it was. And the beauty of God is, and, and the Holy Spirit is, if you're hungry and you're thirsty for something, he, and you knock at that door, he will open a door and he will make sure you hear and receive 
what you are longing for in your heart. As a matter of fact, I believe God puts that hunger in the heart of men so that we can start searching for the truth. Okay, so Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, Jesus said, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit, the Holy Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. Notice it said it, it, it was for those who believed in him that they would what? That they would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given. Why? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, so Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit. And so when he said that what's going to happen when the Holy Spirit comes out of your innermost being is going to flow rivers of living water. You see, my friend, when you're born again, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. You are one with the Lord. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. God said, I'll dwell in them. I'll walk in them. I'll be their God. I'll be their people. So the Holy Spirit is within you when you are born again. What the baptism of the Holy Spirit simply is, it's a second experience, like we said. And number two, it is an up coming and an overflow, a bubbling up or a river coming up out of you, overflow of what you already have on the inside of you. Now, people say, well, can you um, be born again if you're not filled with the Spirit and if you don't speak with tongues? Absolutely, 100%, you can be born again. This is just a separate experience that will help empower you, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so you can be saved. As a matter of fact, I find sometimes, not all the time, that people who are tongue-talking people, you know, they they are some of the most carnal people that I know. And because you know why? Because it's the fruit of the Spirit that God really want, is looking for and character. So a person can speak in tongues, but that doesn't mean he has the fruit of the Spirit or he has godly character. And then I've seen people who are church, they're in the church, they're beautiful Christians, they're born again, they don't speak in tongues, and they have more character and more fruit than people that are speaking in tongues. You see, that's why it's a personal walk. I would just encourage you to develop the fruit of the Spirit no matter where you are in your walk with God. Okay, so Jesus said, out of your innermost being, it's going to flow these rivers of living water. So when I sat in that chair in that church, I felt something like bubbling up. Now, when you pray this prayer at the end of this broadcast and you've never received the Holy Spirit, you may feel something and you may not. I've ministered to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Some people feel something, some people don't. I don't know what it is. But it has nothing to do with feeling. It has to do with faith, stepping out in faith. And once we pray this prayer for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, by faith, just step out. Remember that God is not a mind. God is a spirit. He that worships him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So you're not talking to him out of your mind and your reasoning. You're speaking heart to heart. The deepest part of you is calling and meeting with the deepest part of God. So it's coming up out of your spirit and you are communicating with him in a language he understands. Okay. So what else did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? Luke 11, write these down, 9 through 13. 
Jesus said, I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks and to him who knocks, it shall be open. So what is God, Jesus saying here? He's saying here, he said, I say to you, if you're seeking and you're hungry for more of me, knock and the door's going to open. If you ask, not only that, but if you ask, you receive. If you've already asked for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you've not yet released your prayer language, you've already received. What you need to do is release your prayer language because Jesus said himself, everyone who asks receives. He that seeks finds, and to him who knocks at the door, it will be open unto him. So by faith, you have to step out and release your prayer language. And then Jesus said this, and I want to read this, especially for those of you who are in other countries where there's a lot of um, uh, demonic activity and manifestations of witchcraft. And I experienced some of this when I ministered in Guatemala. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to him that asks him? And he also said, if you ask for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? So what was Jesus saying here? He's simply saying this. If you ask me to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, you are going to get the Holy Spirit. You're not going to get another spirit. You don't have to be afraid that you're going to get some other spirit. If you are a born again child of God, and I am going to make sure you are before I pray with you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you are a born again child of God. When you ask the Holy Spirit to baptize you, you are going to get exactly what you asked for. You are going to receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Luke 24, 49, Behold, Jesus said, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye here in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. He made a great emphasis to his disciples that it was very important to them that they wait until they receive this power from on high, which causes me to think about the times and the seasons that we live in. We need this empowerment. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit for multiple reasons. You know that I will say that we need it because we need to know how to pray. Sometimes when we don't know how to pray, we can pray in the Holy Ghost. We need this empowerment to help us get through these tough times. That's why I believe what God had spoken in Jamie Morgan's church a few years ago. Many of you have heard me say this. The Lord said to us, he said, there is going to be a surge of tongues in my church, and I could see it coming. Why? Because we need this empowerment. We need this most needed tool. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, these are his, some of his, his last words, actually. He said in Acts chapter 1, we will go ahead reading at verse 4, being assembled with them, his disciples, he commanded them, here he says it again, not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. 
Okay. Now remember, Joel said there's going to be the Holy Spirit's going to be poured out. He made a promise. And what I love about God is he always keeps his promise. But wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you are going to be baptized with what? With the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. Therefore, when they came together, they asked him saying, Lord, you know, they got off track because they didn't understand it. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And then he got, brought them back on track. And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father has put in his own authority. Then he goes back, verse eight. But listen, this is a key. This is what you need. You are going to receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you are going to be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria and all through the ends of the earth. And he said, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you are going to receive power. That word power is the Greek word dunamis, and it means miracle working power, power capable of reproducing itself. So when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are immersed. You enter into a greater level of the power of God and walking in the power of God. Not only that, but the baptism of the Holy Spirit opens up the door for the nine manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit to, to operate through you, spoken of in 1 Corinthians, I don't know if it's 14 or 13. Um, it's thir uh, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. It's either 12, 13, or 14. When you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, it opens up the door for these gifts to flow and operate through you. Jesus did no mighty works Till he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the only gift of the Spirit that he did not operate in was tongues and interpretation of tongues. He never spoke in tongues. And he never operated in tongues or interpretation, but he operated in the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, discerning the Spirit, gift of faith, working of miracles, gifts of healings. Okay, but tongues was not for that dispensation. Tongues is for this dispensation that you and I are living, the church age. That's why, you know, and I mean this with, with no disrespect, you know, the seeker-friendly churches, they don't want speaking in tongues and they don't want that kind of thing to happen. And, and I, I kind of feel like I think we need it because Jesus said we needed it. And he talked a lot about the Holy Spirit. He said, you're going to receive dunamis when the Holy Ghost has come upon you and it's gonna cause you to be a greater witness for me because there's going to be a greater boldness about you. Look at what happened to Peter. One minute he's just denying Jesus and the next minute he's the one preaching in the book of Acts and, and, and revival's coming and 3,000 souls are added to the church. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit can literally turn you into another person when you are empowered by him. Okay, so the Holy Spirit, here the, here the promise was given, and the Holy Spirit we find is poured out at the birth of the church age. You go to Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. I'm going to go ahead and read it. Remember, we're doing this Bible study together. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. All the people, there was only 120 left in the upper room, 500 started out. 
120 are left. I know for a fact I would be one of the 120 because I wouldn't want to admit my, miss my appointment with God. And here we see they were all in one accord, in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were seated. And there appeared to them clothed, divided tongues like as a fire. And the scripture says it sat upon each one of them. So the Holy Spirit here is the fulfillment of Joel chapter 2. The Holy Spirit is poured out. He, this is the birth of the church age. These people are in this upper room. They've been waiting in Jerusalem, just like Jesus told them to, to do. And now here is the fulfillment of that prophecy. And here is the reason why Jesus told them to wait. Now, what was the manifestation of this outpour of the Holy Spirit? Okay, it says in verse four, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the initial evidence is when a person begins to speak with other tongues and someone is saying, well, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. Well, <clears throat> That's actually very biblical. The Bible says that when a person speaks in an unknown tongue, you don't know what you're saying. But the Bible says God understands you. We're not giving a lesson on tongues and why tongues. I'm just giving highlights as the Lord brings them up for, to answer some of your questions. But the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is when a person speaks with other tongues. But Margie, you got prayed for in that church service and you didn't release your prayer language. No, I didn't. Because believe it or not, I'm, I'm a shy, introverted, by nature kind of a person. And I didn't want to express myself in front of that group of people. They were strangers. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what was going on. And so I just didn't feel comfortable releasing my prayer language. But when I got alone in my car, I went ahead and I released my prayer language. Notice I said, I released my prayer language. It was an act of my will. God uses your voice, your vocal cords. You form the words. You cause that, in a sense, you make up the language, but it's not you. It's by the Spirit. The Apostle Paul said, I will pray in the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding also. So it's an act of your will to stop talking to God in English or Spanish, whatever language that you you your native tongue is. And it's an act of your will to go ahead and step out in faith and say, Abba, Father, and just go ahead and begin to speak to him out of your heart. And it's not a language that you have learned. It is a language of the spirit. It's not a language you have learned. But does God understand me? God understands what you are saying. But does the person next to me understand? The person next to you will not understand. But most importantly, God understands you. Okay, Mark 16, 16 through 18. Jesus said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, and he who does not believe will be condemned. And he said, and these signs will follow just a few people. No, that's not what he said. He said, these signs will follow really special people. No, that's not what he said. Jesus said, these signs will follow those who what? Who believe. What were the signs that were to follow? In my name, they're going to cast out devils. They're going to speak with new 
tongues. And then he also goes on to say that 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 um, you'll drink anything and it won't harm you. Lay hands on the sick and you will recover. Well, how about this? How about when Jesus said, I have to go into uh, tarry? Do I have to tarry in order to be to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, there was one time Jesus told the disciples to tarry. And that was as the birth of the church age was, was, was about to happen. He said, I want you to go into Jerusalem and tarry for the Holy Ghost. Now, if we had to tarry in this day and in this hour and do it biblically, all of us would have to go to Jerusalem and we'd have to tarry and wait there. No, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you right now. It's for you today. <clears throat> now, how to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? We're almost finished. Acts chapter 8, verse 14 through 19. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. I want you to notice they had heard the word. They had received the word of God. They sent who? Peter and John to them who, when they come down, prayed for them that they what? That they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then the disciples laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, it does not say here that they spoke with tongues like it does in another reference I'm going to read to you. But we find in verse 18 that when Simon saw that through the laying out of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. So he saw something. He doesn't say he heard something, but let's just, he saw something. There had to be some kind of manifestation for Simon to say, you know, uh, give me this power also that I may lay hands on whoever I pray for the Holy Spirit. Now, here's another scripture. Acts chapter 9, verse 17. And Ananias went his way because you know the story. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Ananias has a vision and, and he's telling, um, Jesus is telling Ananias to go and pray for Saul of Tarsus. He was praying and so on and so forth. And so Ananias went his way. He did what the Lord was asking him to do. Went to the street called Straight and he laid, he entered the house where Saul of Tarsus was, and the Bible says he laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, he has sent me that you may receive your sight and not just receive your sight. God has more for you, uh, Saul of Tarsus, and that you might receive the Holy Spirit. Now, again, this scripture does not say that he spoke in tongues. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 18a, the apostle Paul said himself, he said, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than you all. So we know that Paul was baptized in the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, and he spoke with tongues. Two more scriptures, Acts 10, 44 through 46. While Peter was speaking these words, he was preaching. This is one of my favorite verses, and this is what I believe for in my public meetings. The Holy Spirit fell on all those that heard the word, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter. Why? Because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. Because God said, when I pour my spirit out, I'm pouring my spirit out on all flesh, all kinds of people. 
male nor female, your sons and daughters, all kinds of people. Why? What does it say? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. That was the manifestation. Our last verse, Acts chapter 19, verse 1 through 7. When Apollos was in Corinth, Paul went to the upper inland districts and came down to Ephesus where he found some disciples. I want you to notice it says he found some disciples and he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit since you believed? That would be a question I'd like to ask some of you. You're hungry for God. You know there's more. Well, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? He lives on the inside of you. You're one with him. You have a beautiful uh, devotional time with him. But there is more. And this is why the Lord wanted me to share this video with you. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? And they said, no, we've not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Spirit. And he asked, into what baptism, baptism were you baptized? And they said, unto John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, continually telling the people that they should believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, the scripture says, verse 5, they were baptized, they were all baptized, this time in the name of the Lord Jesus. And as Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and they prophesied. So my friend, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for every believer. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to give you a few brief definitions of tongues and then I'm going to pray for you. Tongues define. Tongues is speaking in a supernatural utterance given by the Holy Spirit in a language never learned by the person. The language is not understood in the mind of the speaker and is not usually understood by those who hear it. It is the Holy Spirit that gives his expression through you. Bill Hammond said, those who have been born of the Spirit and baptized with the Spirit receive a spirit language. This gives the believer a private communication, direct line to God's throne, which cannot be understood or hindered by the devil or natural man. It is like having one's own private cell phone to heaven. However, it is more designed to be used more than communication with God in prayer. I just love that definition. Now, we're not going to get into the fullness of, of this, but some people will say, well, it's not my gift. Well, I, th I think one, what one needs to do is to study the scriptures, find out what the Bible says. If the Bible says these signs will follow them that believe, it's for you. But when people say this is not my gift, they're really referring to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 11. And that those verses, because of the sake of time, I'm not going to go there, talk about the nine gifts of the Spirit. It's talking about the manifestation of the Spirit, where tongues and interpretation are just two of them. And they, the tongues and interpretation is for public assembly, where someone utters a message in tongues, meaning they know that God wants to say something and they have an anointing or an unction to speak. And then someone comes along and interprets what that person is saying. So I think what's happened is some people get the tongues that's in, in Acts chapter 12, one of the gifts of the manifestations of this were mixed up with the prayer language that you can have each and every one of you. 
Okay, so I want to pray with you. I can't physically come there and lay hands on you. And as a matter of fact, in my public meetings, I, I generally don't like to lay hands on people anyway it, when I'm doing this because I like the Holy Spirit to just come upon them and overtake them and empower them and just let him do the work. But, you know, though we're absent in the flesh, we're present in the spirit. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And this is the most important part of this live video today. Okay, so I want you just to close your eyes and just focus your attention on Jesus and just get quiet before him. First of all, I'm going to make sure that before we pray that each and every one of you who are listening live or who are listening on the replay, I'm going to make sure that each and every one of you are born again and that you're a child of God. So I want you to say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father. I come before you. I ask that Jesus Christ, who died for my sin, who was the second Adam, the one who was slain for me, I ask that Jesus would come into my heart. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Jesus, I give my heart to you. Have your way in my life. Jesus Christ, I love you. And you are my Lord, my Savior, my King, and my God. Now, Jesus, I'm hungry for you. I want more of you. I desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come into my room. Holy Spirit, come where I am. Come right now, Holy Spirit. I ask Jesus that you would baptize me with the Holy Spirit. And today, this day, I release my prayer language. I yield myself over unto you. I will, I will begin to speak with other tongues as you give me utterance in Jesus' name. Okay, now speak. Even if you get a few words, just release those words. It's like baby talk. At first, you just get a few words. But the more you yield to the Holy Spirit and get confident that this is of him and it's coming up out of your heart, the more your language and the more expression you will have. Oh, now just lift your hands. Jesus, we just worship you. 
Ela mahasiki de la bahashon de la la bahasa. Oh, dilikiste zavando roushatena la masa. Oh, nalamai society de visto le makaya teke de la baha. Oh, narabaha sekea. Go ahead, just step out in faith. Just go ahead and release your prayer language. Just go ahead and tell God what you want to say to him. You may not have the same language as I do. We all have different dialects. Just go ahead and release your prayer language. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence upon my friends who are listening today. Those that I've never even met, Father, I thank you for your presence. Just keep speaking. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.